that would that would be bad. That would be bad. <laughs> Dude, this <laughs> ended real quick. Would, yeah, especially on the first day that we're here. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just gonna get started here. So when you think about Star Wars, you think about like big, bold. You think like New York City or L.A., but you really don't think about much of like Star Wars toys, especially their humble beginnings. You think about you know New York City or L.A. or some big city, but. Uh, Started in a small city, uh, well, I consider it a small city compared to New York City, <laughs> Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, that's where Kenner uh, famously or infamously got the rights to uh, Star Wars um, in a ridiculously lucrative deal um, that Kenner, correct me if I'm wrong, would have only had to pay $10,000 a year, a check, if they didn't produce any toys, right, just to keep the, the deal going? It was a little higher than that. A little bit higher. Little yeah, it's $50,000 or 5%. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, the, the, our guest today actually lived through all of that. that <laughs> Not just lived through it, worked, and I could I could probably say is, with the people in this room especially, that you are the cause of, you might be one of the causes of why we don't have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> or, or could potentially have a lot of money. Potentially, if we sold it. right, right. <laughs> if we got the right ones. Our guest today is uh, 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 Kenner, former Kenner uh, toy designer uh, Jim Swearengen. Welcome to the show. Thanks for showing up today um, on our, your first day here. Actually, yeah. thanks for having me. I'm uh, yeah. It's this is going to be fun. Because I don't have anything to do till Saturday. So. <laughs> so, did you get like passes to go um, to go to uh, episode nine, the episode nine panel? Or you, actually, did you I, run, do... I won the lottery. Oh, you did! Oh, yeah. You had to do the lottery one. just like everybody else. I did. Although now I have one of these special. Oh, guest he's passes. got a special guest pass. Oh, so I don't think good. that gets me in, but I got the lottery, so I hit the. Lottery. I think I think I'm going to have to give you a call on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't get. We didn't get. We're the part of your group code, right? <laughs> the whole, we didn't get in. <laughs> the whole purpose of this is not to learn about your history. It's oh, really no. just to get you into the episode, not get us into the episode. Not <laughs> this whole elaborate. So scheme. Star Wars toys. Yeah. Uh, no. I'll well, see if I have any pull. That would so be far, amazing. That would be, like be amazing. We're we're so bummed out because that's that's the one thing we wanted to see. Yeah, it's kind of like why am I going to go to like an amusement park if I can't go on the roller coasters? <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's start from the beginning really quickly. And uh, some of our listeners might not know a lot of stuff. And you know, besides art and um, engineering, maybe you know, how does one get into designing toys? Well, the way I did it. Yeah. Uh, I grew up as a when I was growing up in Cleveland, Ohio. I started out going to the art museum every Saturday. Um, I went in for art classes for till I was in high school at the art museum in, in Cleveland, and then. Went to the art academy while I was in high school in Cleveland, and I had an art teacher that said, you know, if you want to make a living and you like being creative, you might try uh, industrial design. Mm -hmm. So I looked into it. I got accepted at Pratt and Rhode Island School of Design and uh, Cincinnati, University of Cincinnati, and looking at the all the things that were going on. I, the co-op program really got me there. And then I got into toys kind of late in my co-op sections. It was a five-year program, and the last two or three, I worked for Rainbow Crafts, which was a little toy company where Play-Doh was invented. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And then I graduated in 1972 from the university, and my uh, draft number was 65. Mm -hmm. You guys don't have to worry about that. Number, no. <laughs> so. But uh, I was 65, and I had a job lined up with a big uh, ID firm that did, you know, toasters and stereos and stuff. And they dropped me like a hot potato as soon as they got wind of my number. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the good thing was my boss from Rainbow Crafts was now working at Kenner because they were both combined by uh, General Mills. Right, right. Oh, okay. So my boss, uh, Jack Lemkin, said, I don't care what your number is, you know, come and work for me. Yeah. And that's really how it started. And I started out doing Spirograph and Play-Doh and stuff like that. And then I think 1974, they uh, started the preliminary design department. Right. When uh, Bernie Loomis took over the company and brought in Dave Okada. So I got, we got to do all the fun stuff in prelim because we got to experiment with new, new uh, like compounds and materials. And then we looked at all the inventor projects mm -hmm. that came in and... We also looked at TV properties, right? Which at the time was what toys were being made on. So we, 
the first one I worked on was Six Million Dollar Man. Holy Wait, whoa. so the, the Mego ones? No, Wait, was it Mego? That no, was Mego. It was Kenner. It was Kenner, it was but it was, was the twelve it? inch. The tw- oh my god! So you're you, you did you design the was it Oscar? Looking through the eye. No, thing? I gave him. I gave. Oscar was his boss. Right, right, right. right. No, I know. Steve Austin, Steve Austin. I gave him his that bionic was the eye. eye. Right, right. Yeah. You gave him his bionic yeah. eye. That was oh. my concept. Oh, my God. That's, but that's amazing. Again, it, you that know, shows it our a, age, though, that we're so surprised. Some, <laughs> any of the younger podcasts you might have My brother had all those toys. He had every single yeah. one of them, and including the uh, the hard-to-find. Did, uh, did Kenner do Greatest seven. American Hero? I don't. I don't know. No, I don't think we did. Oh, we I did Evil. I was about to cry. Oh. <laughs> I was literally about to shed a tear because there's a picture, you know, a little picture of me, and I was pulling. I had the greatest American hero doll, or was it? Wait a minute, or was it Mork and Mindy? It was probably Mork and Mindy. Mork. <laughs> there was Mork. <laughs> it was Mork. Did you design Mork? No. Damn it. Over hey, two. Hey, the six million dollar man. That that was iconic. Yeah, yeah. Those toys were iconic. My brother had all of them, including the center where he like sat Did you, in the chair. Have you seen the Forty Year Old Virgin that movie with Steve Carell? I have, but I don't remember the Steve Austin part. There's, there is. He yeah, looks and he talks about, he <laughs> about the Oscar, too. Looks yeah. the eye. <laughs> i got to put that in my in presentation. The, yeah, your toy is you in should. the 40-year-old virgin. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a little clip where he like pulls him out of the cabinet, and he's, ta- he's talking to Steve, and he's <laughs> looking through the eye. <laughs> he's having a moment. <laughs> yeah, I met, Oh, my God, that's awesome. I can't wait to A couple months ago, I was in Pensacola at Pensacon. I think it was there. And this fellow came up and knew that I'd worked on Six Million Dollar Man, and he said, "I just wanted to, you know, come up and meet you." And he pulled up his sleeve and he had the Six Million Dollar Man tattoo on his shoulder. <laughs> the whole it was like, "That's commitment." That's you know? amazing. That is, that is, especially on something that like you know that long ago. Yeah, that's to, not relevant. I have now. to go off topic just a little bit. Okay, did did you watch Six Million Dollar Man when it was? Oh yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. so the episode with the Sasquatch. That was a huge deal back then. <laughs> that was the biggest thing in the world where he fought that Sasquatch, yeah. which he ended up being bionic himself, I think, yeah. wasn't it? Like it was a big cop out. Was that was, I think that was that was that got was more Andre hype the Giant before um before the Hulk fought was it Andre Thor the for the first time. Yeah, it was big. Yeah, that was TV a big T V event, let me tell you. Well he was yeah, we well we had to watch all the T V shows. I mean it was are, you're into that stuff, though. I remember watching you on the Toys yeah. Us, and you said you were into Star Wars, so you, you had to have been into Six Million Dollar Man, too, well, I was, right? I, I watched Star Trek, you know. Oh, uh, okay. So it, by the time we started working on Star Wars, we all watched Star Trek, and I was a, a science fiction fan, so. Oh, great. So that, that My, was meant to people, be then. People ask me, you know, how far back. I, I went to see Forbidden Planet at the theater. Oh right, and it gave me nightmares. But <laughs> but but we had this thing we we played in you know we played around you know we had a sandbox and we'd set up our stuff and pretend we were in Forbidden Planet and you could make the footprint of the id monster right, right. with the palm of your hand with and the thumbprint. Right, right, oh, right. that's cool. So we would you know that was we played it over and over again, even though we had nightmares after we saw it. I never did that when I had nightmares. I never did. <laughs> Me neither. Pretty curious. I just didn't fall asleep. <laughs> right, well, so besides uh, $6 million man, which that blows my mind, and Star Wars, what other uh, toys have you worked on over the years? Oh, gosh. I've been, I, well, I mean, some some of the bigger ones, I guess you could bigger, say. Well, well, once Star Wars was happening and I had some spare time, I I did work on Strawberry Shortcake. Oh, That's huge for oh, me. Oh, wow. So my sister my loves My sister loves Strawberry Shortcake, too. Yeah, well, I still in the you get the smell? <laughs> yeah, how do you engineer that? Yeah. How do you put that on a, yeah. like on a, on a, on a blueprint that says, make her smell like strawberries? <laughs> well, it, it, was a com- it was a combination of our chemistry lab. Yeah. You know, at the time we were doing that, the uh, the inventor of Play-Doh, Doctor Liu, a Chinese, you know, he, he was trying to invent something else, I believe, right? Like he was doing kind of all kinds of stuff or something. He uh, he, Play-Doh, well, going backwards, Play-Doh was an invention that he worked perfected based on wallpaper cleaner. Oh, that's right, right. flour, that's salt, and water. Right. And he he was. Now, this is back in the 70s while I was in co-op. It was like a bakery. His lab was yeah. outside this place, and they're mixing up dough. But he uh, he was 
charge by the president of the company at the time uh, to babysit his grandkids. Mm. So to entertain him, he's like, oh, what am I going to do with these kids? So <laughs> he whipped up a batch of wallpaper cleaner, gave it to them, and they played for <laughs> played hours. <laughs> and then the, you know, the dad, their grandpa came by and is like, hey, this is something. So the coloring and all that stuff became part of there. I should know so. that because in my daughter's preschool, we made Play-Doh. And yeah. that was the three yeah. ingredients. It's very simple. Yeah. There's a few other things in it, but well, now yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> patented. But yeah, he came. What over is it? <laughs> before the Chinese Revolution, he went to Rochester University, I think, and couldn't go home. Right. Uh-huh. So luckily, he didn't. He ended up yeah. making Play-Doh, which uh, is still. Did you design the boxes huge. too, or no? Or was no. that the creative no. team? Just the toys, right? Yeah, we had packaging groups all for both Kenner and uh, Rainbow Grass. So I didn't do any of that. I mean, we mocked stuff up, but not finished stuff or anything. I remember, like, um, I know that Mattel not getting Star Wars was a big deal, and they started making all kinds of different movie property stuff, like Clash, they got Battlestar Galactica, Clash right? of the Titans, yeah. and like, and all then they sorts did Star of, Trek: First Generation. Was that them? Maybe, but I, I just remember they were really hurting after not to pick up the Star Wars <laughs> line. That was a major, yeah. major thing for a small toy company to. Yeah. Well, to get Bernie Loomis came from Mattel before he was at Kenner. He take great, took great pleasure in <laughs> signing <laughs> signing the contract the same day as Mattel's uh, shareholders meeting out in California. Oh, where the, sweet revenge! So, because people started hearing about Star Wars, and the people, the shareholders, one know from the president of Mattel at the time why they didn't take Star Star Wars. So Bernie made sure that we they signed the contract on the day that they were having their their shareholders just to kind of turn the turn the knife a little. That's a good one. That's That's a good one. What are some of the? um, I'm sorry, I'm going to stick with Star Wars now. What some? What are some of the big iconic characters that you actually got to work on? Well, the first I'm trying to don't have my slides in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's why you usually have a presentation. I do a presentation. The, um, I think there were eight of them, eight or nine, eight, eight figures. I did the first eight oh my God. Uh, kit-bashed models from Fisher-Price figures of Luke and Leia, Darth, Chewie, Han Solo, Sand People. You use, did you use so, Play-Doh, too, like, a little bit? No, I used Bondo, oh, Body Bondo. Putty. Okay. Yeah, Body Putty and an X-Acto knife. Yeah. They were pretty ex- they were uh, a little rougher than they ended up. <laughs> but yeah, we mocked them up. You know, those were all mocked up on my <coughs> desk before, while we were still trying to talk everybody into the project. Right. Because it was not a slam dunk at Kenner either. Mm. No, yeah, yeah. They did some convincing a little yeah, bit. The marketing people, the the con, you know, the conventional wisdom had gotten all the other companies was it was a movie, science fiction and opening in May and nobody had, you know, everybody knew they couldn't get product out till well after the movie opened, so. But it ended up being so iconic with the yeah. with the mail-in stuff. That blew my mind yeah. how somebody came up with that. They're yeah. just like, let's sell this cardboard yeah. box and you'll, so get it, you'll get it next year sometime. It's the sometime. most iconic thing that's ever happened in toys. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you'd do it again. <laughs> uh, no, no, probably not. Probably, I don't think, well, you would pro- the only probably toy that you would be able to do is probably Star Wars. Yeah. Again. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but they've released it so many different times. I mean, there's like 40 different versions yeah. of Luke. Now they're reproducing the very first. Yeah. You know, they're bringing yeah, in the right. retro they're, they're line. Back. It's like, I'm not sure how. I am. I, I do have to tell you this story, though, because this is a personal story. But with Darth Vader's action figure, our listeners have heard it before. So I remember watching the Bears-Patriots 84 Super Bowl, sitting down watching on that, that tube TV satellite uh, or antenna and chewing on the edge of Darth Vader's lightsaber. <laughs> Probably the one that's worth like 50 grand now. Because <laughs> it was the double, the double telescoping one. I think uh, I heard like Jim's like imaginary piggy bank heart just break. No. <laughs> Has he heard that? No. He, He's like, oh, I got one in my suitcase for you if you want one. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, I, no, no, I, I don't have anything. No. <laughs> I That's, will be picking up those retro figures, though, because I, I actually like those better than when they started them back up in 97 or 95. And they up. 95, they made them all huge and bulky, you know, the power <laughs> of the force. I was like, this, this looks like He-Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He-Man Star Wars. Right. <laughs> Um, is there any little, like, so we saw you on the, the toys that made us and that was, that was super cool. Um, did, did anything, um, anything they cut out of the final edit that was interesting that you wish people kind of knew about? Out of the Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, Out of the Netflix show. Well, no, they, they have so much material. Mm -hmm. I mean, they interviewed so many people. Um, and my segment of it was I, you know, Just I haven't seen them so long. I'm not even <laughs> sure if there was any. Um, no, it was, it was it was pretty well done. I, um, Brian and I are we're having we're going to get together while we're here. So nice. he's doing a panel too. Yeah, yes, we're, we're trying we're to try to go yours. to both yeah, your panels. I'm going to yeah, use Saturday. my special. My Little yeah. pass. Because <laughs> is, is there is there a green room for that room back there or no? I don't know. I'm. I haven't seen it yet because you're in the same room as he is, and for his, you're on right. You're on the same stage. Yeah, you're He's right on before him. Right, I think, yeah, right after yours. They've asked us to go to the lounge. There's a lounge. Oh, that's right. To, there's answer, like a to do Q and A. Yeah, a lot so, of the VIP uh, actually, I think pass holders get to go back there. The yeah, master gotcha. path. Yeah. If um, so, I don't know. He's. I know he's. He. Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, he. We did a radio thing with uh, our. NPR station in Cincinnati. Nice. About it was last fall, and he was on the fo- he was on the phone. So we're talking. You know, oop, that's okay. We're, we're talking. <laughs> we're talking about Netflix and what's next. And they were talking about the Star Trek. Um, the Amigos, right? Yeah, the Star Trek episode on Netflix because it had so many Star Wars references. Like, oh, if you only got the right license, <laughs> but. Um, in that, he said that they were working on a DVD, of a longer version of the Netflix oh, Star Wars. Cool. So he said he said it on the radio. So I'm telling people I think he might be working on it. I'm hoping when we meet, I can confirm oh, whether it's actually something. Doing it. Yeah, he might something he learned. might mention it there. I don't we're know. actually yeah. supposed to be talking to him at some yeah. point as well. Well, tell him. He let the cat, cat out of the bag, so it's not my, my, <laughs> it's not your fault. Not my fault. You're not Tom Holland. He said it on, he said it on Cincinnati radio. You know, so it's, <laughs> they have. So it's out there. It's on tape. And he started it. Yeah, he started the whole Well, is there thing. any, like, little secrets that, that you had about, like, uh, like, uh, like if, like, what if uh, Vader and Luke's lightsaber came, like, from Q-tips or something like that? Did you have any kind of, like, secrets about well, certain figures that you made? My... My first figures, the model shop helped me make the the lightsabers. We used uh, monofilament, real okay. heavy-duty monofilament. It was on a reel in the back of the figure, the original models. So you would actually pull it out pull of the hilt, and then, it, uh, and then you could in. reel it back in. Oh, and my gosh. That's how we turned it over. But the way, the way Kenner worked was the prelim group would put together a mock-up or a model or you know, something to give to the the next group, um, a spec sheet and a cost, a rough cost estimate. analysis. Yeah, and uh, then we turn it over to a production group, and they they were challenged with you know how are we going to actually do the lightsaber because we've monofilm in the way it's manufactured it has a natural spiral, so mm-hmm. it's always curving. So whenever you pulled it out, it would go. Left or right, or backwards. <laughs> so, like this we, isn't working. <laughs> the good thing about prelim is that we could go here. It's your problem, right? You fix it. <laughs> yeah. To this and, day, I think that's the only time still that, to my knowledge, anyway, that because like nowadays the toys come with a fully separable piece lightsaber yeah. with a hilt and everything. Which right, was Some, probably the smarter way to do it. Well, yeah, I don't but think, you lose at it at that point. Did you guys? Well. <laughs> Choking hazard was we would yeah we wouldn't yeah. do it because of the CPSC but but there was no other one that you had the lightsaber coming out of the of the hilt because mm-hmm. like none of the newer toys even try to remotely try and no. solve that Except issue for the retro no. ones right the retro right, right. the ones yeah. they're showing I don't are, I think it, I don't think they have the double they should have gone back to the double telescope right maybe much bigger 
We went to uh, Ranch. We went to Rancho Obi Wan, and we got to see the original figures, and also he had a, a couple of the Boba Fett's that the Boba Fett and the Jawa. that shot the the yeah. shot the rockets out. Yeah, I think yeah. there's only like five of it. Yeah, five something around. like that. And it's a crazy amount. I had two. Oh, what'd you do with them? <laughs> I sold one, probably in the 1990s. Sometime I sold one. I gave one to a friend. And I think he sold it, but I'm not sure. Yeah, you can sell. You I can think buy he a sold house now with it. Well, I think he, I think he owes me a finder's fee. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. You can call him. Out. You can I think call him, out, call him out right now. Call him out. What's his name? <laughs> Let's call him up on the phone. He got. I don't know. He got. I think he got about ten times what I did. Oh, so. I bet. Yeah, but it's yeah, worth definitely. a lot now. Especially after that show came out too. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's That's, it's everything's gone up. I bought the reproduction. There's a guy in Singapore making. Oh right! Oh right. nice. He he did. He's made a reproduction of my kit bash version, uh, the, the one I mocked up out of our parts, and then he's also done the J trigger and the J, the L trigger. Right, right, right. Oh, so my he's, gosh. he's reproduced them. Does They're that pretty. does it blow your mind? Like when you're seeing something like that. Not only did they do the, you know, the the infamous one, but they also did the prototype one as well. Yeah, that I, when this you is saw a lot. This is a little cleaner than mine. <laughs> <laughs> They've had time because <laughs> I used an exacto knife to carve the head. Right. <laughs> that sounds really dangerous. <laughs> I remember having building models, and I was always afraid to cut a finger. Yeah. Um, so fast forwarding a little bit, other than Star Wars, um, mm-hmm. you you were actually part of a team that won 2007 Toy of the Year for Pirates of the Caribbean two, the Black Pearl. Oh, yeah, the Black Pearl. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked it up. I didn't even realize because uh, I really wasn't a big fan of the toys. The second movie wasn't that good. But the toy looks <laughs> that amazing. That looks awesome. There's yeah. so many, like, is that what it won for, like, the, the, the details and the design? Uh, I, well, I don't know why they, why they chose it. It was... Uh, Did it float? When I, when, no, it didn't. No, it didn't float. No. You're like, what? I don't think it floated. <laughs> when you were submitting for it, you're like, whatever you do, don't put this ball in the water. Don't put this in the water. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, after I left Kenner in 92, I uh, went into business as a consultant company with uh, Tom Osborne and Tim Effler. They were both toy designers from Kenner. So mm-hmm. we we were, at that time, we were working for, we were we farmed ourselves out to toy companies. Yeah, yeah. So the Black Pearl was uh, with Zizzle, which is a company, and it was a company in Chicago. Mm. Oh, wow. That's no longer around. It was uh, oh, they have this kind award. of a startup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I have it somewhere. The Black Pearl? No, the, the award. award. The I think award. I've got the award. I think I did. Maybe <laughs> Tim does. I don't know. I've, I'm in the process of cleaning out stuff because I'm moving, but... I, I know I've got an award or two, so that's <laughs> a fan is, pop. Is there is, is there any uh, toy that you've designed where you're like, I think I have a shot at this that never got the recognition that you thought? Hmm, that's a toughie. I mean, I, you can be vain in this question too. No, no, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I can't claim any of that. I mean, there, I've worked on so many things. I mean, Star Wars is obviously the biggest. And um, and after I, you know, I after I left the design comp- group in at Kenner, um, and went into marketing, I was, you know, I worked on so many big projects. So I don't know. There's, we, I mean, we did so many products that never made made it uh, to production. Oh, that's just thinking up ideas. We had games and stuff we put together, and a whole bunch of kind of strange things that. Any of those that you wish got put into production that you kind of like, I wish they actually pushed this through? Well, we we were trying to think, you know, we're back in the 70s before electronics. So we had a, a the one one game that I remember we did, we had a Death Star that would spin. And then you had X-Wings that were on springs and you could launch them at the... Oh, cool! And there was a target. I want that <laughs> you could launch them, and it was trying to hit the exhaust port. Simple, yeah, <laughs> trying to hit that button as it's spinning around. So you'd had four, you know, it was a four-player game. It was, it would, it would have been fun, you know. And the reason they didn't go to production at that point, uh, we weren't doing games. It all went uh, to Parker uh, Brothers. It, we were, we were kind of the lead at the time. General Mills owned the company, and they, they. Uh, so we were doing all kinds of stuff that were kind of out of our league or out of our purview, but we were just trying to get the license. 
Oh, that reminds me. There was a toy that stuck out, other than the Millennium Falcon and me chewing on Vader's lightsaber. There was another <laughs> toy, and it was it was just this like long piece of. Pl- it was a lightsaber. It was just this long piece of plastic. But the way to make that lightsaber humming sound was to swing it really fast because they cut holes into the hilt. Oh, right. Yeah. Does that toy sound familiar at all? I don't think we did that because oh. when our lightsaber in the 77, 78 period was the inflatable one. Oh, okay. oh that's so right. We, we were a very conservative safety company mm-hmm. because of General Mills in yeah, part because right. they were a kid's cereal company at the time, you know, and they were especially squeamish if anything were to hit a ki- hurt a kid. Mm. That's why what the rocket firing thing was immediately kiboshed. Well, that's we what I thought really when sensitive. I was playing with that toy. As a, even as a kid, when I was playing with that toy, I'm like, yeah. this seems kind of dangerous that i got to swing this as hard as I can and make it look like a, like make it sound like a lightsaber. <laughs> but I just did it. I Everybody like, stand clear. <laughs> you know, I was like, even as a kid, I thought, you know, this probably is not the smartest idea because I really had to swing it as a kid. Yeah. To make, but even that thought, I was like, I still love that sound. I'm doing it. I'm still going to make this sound. Stand yeah. clear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give him um, a... An eight foot diameter circle around him. So right, he doesn't kill doesn't kill any of the siblings. <laughs> was there was there ever a toy line where you actually were kind of jealous that you didn't get to to be on to make? Hmm. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Oh gosh, you're really stumping me. I'm thinking, of, <laughs> trying to think of all the all the products that came along when we were there. You're like, I um, wish I was on Cabbage Patch Kids. Dang it. I would have made oh, yeah. millions. Or Rumpelstil- well, Rumpelstiltskins wasn't there. Yeah. That was a big toy. Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, right. that was Teddy a big Ruxpin. one, yeah. But um, Rumpelstiltskin. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's a fairy tale. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm way off. <laughs> not even close. But he got it, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got, to, I don't know. I got to work on a lot of stuff. I mean, it, looking back, you know, I can, my list. Is well, Plato, Spirograph, Six Million Dollar Man, Strawberry Shortcake, Care Bears. Oh, Care Bears. Hasbro, I worked on. Did, you, did and, you do Grumpy Bear? No, that was all. I just, we just came up with, we didn't come up with the names or the looks. It right. just all, you know, what are you going to do with them? Oh, for three. Uh, Hasbro, <laughs> Hasbro, I worked on Gem and the Holograms. Oh, no way. Oh, wow. That's, these are iconic, man. Yeah, my sister would love Gem. Yeah. Moon Dreamers. I don't remember that one. No, no it, well, it was a short live small doll, but that one was coming up with glow in the dark hair. Uh, oh, that's which sounds easy. I, now I remember glowworm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we wanted to make dolls with glow in the dark hair, um, and this is a story. I don't care. It don't, you may not want to hear this. Story. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, but, but we were, we had to make. We were coming up with glow in the dark hair. Well. At the time, glow in the the stuff that makes glow the phosphors that make things glow is a pigment, and it it's you grind it real fine and you had to put it in the hair. Well, it makes the hair brittle and stuff. So uh, okay. we went. Oh. I got to go to Italy, to, where they made hair, a lot of nylon hair, and got to see them making hair, which is a process of extruding plastic in, in a three-story high building, and they. Extrude and it starts out relatively thick, and then it, as it pull, it goes down and cools, it stretches to get to, down to the fineness. Well, when it gets real fine, the pigment would break them. So they've been working on it. So we went over to see them making the hair in this three-story building. It was like it was pretty cool. And I'm picturing this in my head, would, and this is awesome. Yeah. So they're they're making this <laughs> hair. And we're looking now. We need to test it. We need so the chemist guy from Hasbro and I are there, and we're okay. Well, there isn't one dark there isn't one dark room in the entire building. So so they got a to test it, they yeah. got a big box. The 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 nylon came in cartons. They're like six foot squares. Big refrigerator box. Yeah, they were huge, and so they got a ladder so that. We we could the two of us so we'd run outside in the sun and get the hair charged up and then we would <laughs> climb this little ladder and jump in the box and they put the lid on. I'm picturing Benny Hill's music. <laughs> <Yes>. so, <laughs> yeah. And we go 
it's not. Can we? Let's try a little. It's you not know, a little enough. more. So we get out of the box, and then we, so all afternoon we spent jumping in this box and jumping out of the box. Did you have nightmares at the end? I'm picturing like some like now I'm picturing some like like a, he gets what is PTSD it? when he goes by a refrigerator <laughs> box. Or sees a wig. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just one of the, it's the crazy things you do when you're in the That's toy amazing. business because you get to do you know like stretch Armstrong all that oh, stuff. Oh God! I mean, we play with you know you get to play with stuff. You know, and That's try it an awesome out. Job. Super, you know, it's just do you people have that would bring big, stuff. Do you have that like big? What, did you have that like kind of big kid at heart type thing to be working on these toys? Yeah. I, well, people ask me, you know, when I first read the Star Wars, what made me think about it? When I was a kid, and I, I was twenty-seven when I started when I read the script, and I read, I'm reading the script, and I'm going, you know, this. I'm thinking, I'm a seven-year-old boy. What do I want to do? With this, and you know, as I'm reading, you know, the beginning when they start talking about, you know, the blockade runner and the, you're, all this is written down, right? And then they're talking about the X-wing and the Tie fighters and doing the dog fights and stuff. That's what I, you know, it's like. That's what the seven-year-old boy or, or some seven-year-old girls are going to want to do. They want to do that dog fight, right? Mm-hmm, so right. that was, and we had two snapshots: one of an X-wing and one of a Tie fighter. And that's what we based all the prototypes. Did you on. go off any? So you went off pictures from the actual movie, not off Ralph McQuarrie's uh, drawings. No. Then, okay. But we uh, we didn't see any of the the very first thing we got was a, a script and uh, an eight by ten photo book, basically eight by ten spiral bound book of live action because they had they were still working on special effects. So, gotcha. And they hadn't, they didn't, and we got a snapshot of an X-wing and a snapshot of a, a Tie fighter, and we based our conceptual models on that. So they've changed. They changed once we got into towards production because they were then after that they were giving us better information. Mm. But the, initially we we didn't uh, we didn't have much to go on. Did you um, do you always get to read the script of the movies before? Like, did you read? The second uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie before you designed the Black Pearl, or no, had to get to read the script, or was that just unique of the times to be able to read a script of a movie? Yeah, I don't. Well, n- now I think the designers are they get to see stuff way ahead. Of, that's well, way we, ahead we of do know ahead. somebody that works in the industry, so. and, and that person has actually seen all the blockbuster movies that have already been out. Like she. Months before. This person has already seen, like, the, uh, you know, Endgame has seen. Yeah probably has seen a rough cut or will see a rough cut of episode nine because um, they have to get the design right. oh yeah well if products. you if you know if they're if they're releasing the movie and just you know if it's going to come out in december around christmas they would have had to start last year yeah, right. yeah. doing some of the work so, so they has, has hand in hand they have uh, i'm sure that hasbro has a pretty good idea of what's going on in the movie right, right. Yeah, right. yeah i mean not not company-wide but they know a lot. Well, yeah, they, they come out with their stuff. I mean, we were in September. Re, yeah, now. we we. Uh, I if, if I was at my desk, I'd tell you, we got the script for um, Empire Strikes or the, yeah, Empire Strikes Back, and I don't know what the date is on it, but we got we got a copy of it when when well in advance, and I you know and I went out and saw Boba Fett way ahead of time, and then. Oh. Jim Black, the product manager, and I went over to England when they were, I think they were done finish. they were done doing the uh, Hoth planet, so we got to tour that that set. Oh my god. Got to see Yoda. Did you you design the uh, Tauntaun that you could stuff Luke in? I did. Oh my god. The trap door that they used in the Dubac and the one that they used in the Tauntaun, that's my invention. Uh, That's that's amazing. Because our you know, stiff-legged figures couldn't ride any of those animals <laughs> without ripping the joints apart. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But I got to do all that st- fun stuff. I got to see Tauntauns way ahead of time and got to see Yoda. Boba Fett was a uh, – because I remember mailing in for him. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. a mail-in. But, uh, gosh, that was iconic. I mean, finally getting that's- to see him. As a figure was like one of my favorite things, but you couldn't buy them in the store. Yeah, I had to. I had to order. I that was the same buy. way with Mace Windu. I think I threw my. Yeah, my dad had to 
purchase all the the figures, and then we had to cut out the yeah. pieces out of the card, like five different ones or something like that. You had to destroy all those cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you um, have you ever looked at a particular toy and said, "Oh man, I wish I came up with that," or looked at a particular toy and thought to yourself, "Like, man, if I had, I could have done this a little bit different. I would have done this a little bit differently." Well, if we, if well, all the figures could have been better, mm. the first ones. I mean, mm. we were breaking new ground for Kenner. So, you know, it would have been nice if they weren't quite so stiff. More like G.I. Joe figures? Well, no, uh, like, no, but if they weren't articulated, the, the they could have been a little, they could have been a little looser. Uh-huh. It, it, part, of the, part of the reason everybody's kind of straight is <laughs> we were trying to keep, um, because of the time crunch, yeah. keeping parting lines as flat as possible was part of the deal because we we needed to move fast and our vendors if you have a parting line that moves around very much it makes them harder to match the molds and stuff so we were kind of limited in the very beginning it would have been nice if we'd if we'd seen the script a year before the movie instead of a few months (laughs) but so we are here at Star Wars Celebration Chicago. This is the very first podcast we'll be dropping in the next four to five days that we're going to be here. So you do have a panel. You have a Kenner panel that is, I believe, on Saturday. Yes. And uh, is there any surprises maybe that you have in store that you might be able to let us know? Not well, too big, not too small. <laughs> I didn't. I I have to admit, I, I didn't put the panel together. I didn't okay. do the slideshow. There are they they have a lot of. Um, slides that I've never seen. Oh, oh, wow! I mean, there's a lot of prototypes that some that I did I did work on, but some that I don't remember. That I, if I did them, boy, they were even cruder than the first ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say that because I think somebody. Well, else, you know, but, uh, we know what you. But mean. they have a lot. Of, they have quite. A, they have years. some slides. <laughs> yeah, they have some really some slides of stuff that I. I haven't seen, and uh, oh, that's cool. Part of it's because I don't have, you know, my collection of photographs is like just, you know, the the very beginning stuff, and they've got some cool stuff that I. Oh, yeah. So I, I hope we get to see that because yeah. that's I mean that's even a surprise for you, which is kind of yeah. cool. No, I was it was we went through the slides, and I'm not making the presentation. I'm I'm eye candy, I guess. He's a. He's <laughs> <laughs> the the person running the just the panel, wait. he he's a collector, right? Yeah, yeah. He's one of the top collectors in the world, I believe, right? Yeah, he's. I, I've not seen his collection, but he's got some pretty uh, amazing well, stuff. We've seen Have you seen Steve Sansweet? Steve Sansweet. I've not. It's no. on, he's here today. Only he's, at, he's only here at, the, at uh, conventions. It's oh, okay. unbelievable. It's I've, in Petaluma. It is the yeah. coolest thing. <laughs> I haven't been there. You I can see all your work. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you'd be like, "Oh, I did that." Yeah. Yeah, this, you he, could just rename it the the Jim Swearinger. Yeah, it'd be interesting opening. to see. I'm I'm gonna have to make a trip out and see it. I, it's it's cool. Like the very first thing that you see is a cabinet with all hundred figures, and then there's another room where you it's see loose figures. Some, yeah, and then you go into the giant room and you see all the the same, same figures, figures but carded. carded. Yeah. As mint yeah. as you could possibly be, and the prices are still on them. So basically, like you'd be walking in, it would be like walking into like a time machine for yeah. you. It's crazy. It's the most amazing. Thing I, well, there's some really amazing collections. Yeah, I, I've seen a couple, not very many, but um, yeah, I've seen. There's a Darth, um, there's a Darth Vader collection. Bill McBride, I think mm. his name. He's got a huge. Is Darth he out Vader. here in California? No, he's. Or I want to say he's in. I'm not sure. I think he's in Atlanta. Okay. Uh, he's. I mean, he has movie props, and he has every Darth Vader product ever Never made. Ever known to man. That's awesome. And there's a guy in New it's York. Very Boba Fett. There's a guy in New York that has Boba Fett. Wow. Amazing collections. And then there's. Uh, I, ju- I was just with the Ohio Star Wars collectors. I can't remember their whole acronym, but. Uh, the one of their members is an Admiral Akbar fan. Is <laughs> so he has a huge collection of uh, Admiral Akbars and um, what's his official name? Squid Face. Squid. Yeah. It yeah. starts with an M. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Something like that. 
So he's got a, you know, amazing collections. You know, it's everything from action figures to underwear. That's great. They have Admiral Ackbar underwear. Yeah, yeah. Sushi. Uh, they have Admiral Ackbar sushi. <laughs> <laughs> sushi bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and Squid Face is a friend of mine. He's my my Comic Con mentor. That's awesome. Oh, nice. Gerald that's awesome. Holm. He's a really good guy. Uh, is there anything you want to plug that's coming up for you? Uh, any. Uh, any other appearances that you might be coming on other than, than this week's Star Wars celebration? Uh, May the 5th, I'm in Sacramento. That's uh, right. June 2nd, I'm supposed to be in Toronto. Oh, for cool. one day. One day. Just one Star day. Wars <laughs> yeah, there's Star Wars events. I've, I find Star Wars events more interesting than Comic-Cons. Okay. Oh, right on. So I'm, uh, this year I've only done, I've done two Comic-Cons. But that's I'm because I tend to unless they're focused on Star Wars. Oh, and I'm going to be in uh, I'm going to be in Nashville for ICCC. Oh, right on. Okay. It's the we International actually, Collectors Con, and it, it's we saw you. You you were kind of busy though, but we saw you last year at the San Francisco Comic Con, even though it was in yeah. Oakland. <laughs> but. We were we we had a live show there, but we walked by. We saw you there, yeah. and you had some people in front, so we didn't come talk to you. But uh, but this is a real, this has been a real treat. Um, you have no idea how much you've affected the people that are in this room, <laughs> <laughs> in in a positive and also monetarily negative way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I walk. I, you know, I got to walk around in the. Uh, the event today, looking at everybody setting up. Oh, it's so cool. All the and vendors, it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. amazing, all the stuff going on. I, and feel bad that, you know, it's like, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not setting anything up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they're setting all my stuff up. Yeah. yeah. You just yeah, walk well, around the yeah. count with a clicker and see how many people in, in, the, in the vendor's <laughs> yeah, I, hall has your stuff. It kind of takes some pleasure in thinking, you know, if, if Kenner had not, if I had not read the script and can help convince Kenner to do Star Wars, this convention probably wouldn't be nearly as big. No, probably not. I don't think. No, I don't I, think so. If, it, if Mego had gotten a hold of it or one of the other companies, I'm not sure that it would have been quite what Kenner made it into. So definitely, I don't think right. Mego would have would have done it now because there's probably no Falcon, there's no X-wing, there's no Land Speeder. Yeah. No. You know, none of those vehicles. They might have like a Millennium Falcon playset, like they did the Star Trek one, but I don't yeah. think. It, yeah. you know. I mean, Migos are iconic, but I just picture in a different them way. As, from superheroes, yeah, more superheroes. picturing them for Star Wars just doesn't. I seem shouldn't put right. them down, but I, I'm, I think it, it's, it's just a different, different item. Yeah. Just I just think if Kenner, if Kenner, because we do, we didn't, we weren't known for action figures, so it was, and the category didn't really exist. So, if if we hadn't made it. You know, really made Star Wars. It probably, I just don't think even Mattel, I'm not sure, would do the same. You know, give yeah, it the I same. G.I. Joe came next, and it was more, they were more articulated, but yeah, the, they oh, went yeah. into that they were, small. I mean, you guys started that yeah, you know, genre. They shrank because of Star Wars. I mean, Wars. The, just taking a step back and just as a, as a buyer of this stuff, and, you know, like there's so many things that just jump started the toy industry from you guys making toys. Yeah. I mean, there's no, like, you go to Walmart right now, and there's all these new Avenger Endgames toys, you know, three-inch figures. And none of these movie things would have happened if, like, Lucas didn't collaborate with you guys. It's just crazy thinking today that going down a toy aisle would be so boring if you guys weren't around. <laughs> <laughs> We'd still be playing with, like, jacks or something. Or cops. It, all, it all went back to the, uh, the dog fights. But yeah. 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 That's, that's, of, that's why figures got that small because I wanted to do the, to do a, a Tie Fighter and GI Joe size. You know, it's awesome. You take two kids to play. With. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Could you imagine doing the uh, GI Joe with the USS flag? <laughs> it's already seven that feet long. That was the biggest yeah. toy ever made. Yeah, that, that was with was, three inch figures yeah, at seven feet like long. If it's a six feet, yeah, six yeah. inch figures. Now you're looking at like a bus. <laughs> Be humongous. Yeah, size of a bus. <laughs> It'd be humongous. <laughs> Well, Jim, thanks so much for for stopping by. Every interview that we've ever done, we do this. Uh, we do this what we call the big finish. It's three questions. Okay. Everybody gets the same three questions, and it's just interesting to see how people answer those <laughs> same three questions. So okay. I'm going to go first. Um, what is your all time favorite character, and it could be from any genre—comic books, movies, TV, anything you want? 
C-3PO. C-3PO is your favorite character? Yeah. yeah. I, oh. met, I got to meet Anthony, Anthony Daniels a long time ago, and uh, I just liked his, his character. Okay. So that's my favorite character. Didn't didn't Lucas now? He was supposed to be like this, uh, uh, like a car salesman type character. But he liked Anthony Daniels' voice or how he created the character. So that's he used. Yeah, it could be. Ended up using his voice. Yeah. So, what kind of birthday gift would you give C three PO? Wow, that's a really um, let's see. oil can. <laughs> that's a good one. That's oil good. Bath. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah, that's a good one. Uh, maybe so just a, like the Tin Man, the day at the camp. spa, <laughs> yeah. the day at the oil spa, <laughs> uh, okay. a five five hundred gallon or five hundred gallon oil cans. Yeah, nice. <laughs> hot tub filled with hot oil. And that seems dangerous. Warm <laughs> <laughs> oil. It'd feel good for him though. <laughs> well, you could if you did it with vegetable oil. You could, you could, it would be a double thing you could use it for. Cook with you know, it. Fried chicken while he's cooking, taking a bath. Uh, I don't want tattooing on my chicken. <laughs> um, okay, second question. So what are you watching right now as far as TV shows? Um, you watching anything live or anything recorded on DVR or Netflix or anything like that? Your must-watch your must that you have to go to. Yeah. Uh, was Game of Cards. Or car- House of yeah, Cards? House of Cards. Yeah. Now, and uh, what did I do? That's a good Shit's show. Creek. Oh gosh, that's so funny. That's, that movie, that TV show is hilarious. Shit's Creek. And there's a, I'm trying to think there's another one I started watching. On Netflix or? Yeah, it's on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it. So have you, have you embraced Black. the binging community? Like just binge, you like binging better than having to watch weekly? I, it, lately I haven't had time. Yeah. And the, and the presses are trying to move, so I, I can't sit and watch Netflix that much. <laughs> someday. Yeah, someday. Um, okay, so I'm trying to remember some of the characters in that show. House of Cards? Yeah. Of Cards. Well, I mean, Kevin Spacey's not on there anymore. Right. But yeah. uh, what do you think? Okay, so let's. Kevin Spacey was still on there. What do you yeah. think? Uh, what kind of eggs do you think that Kevin Spacey's character would like? I can't remember his character's name anymore. Hard boiled. Uh, that's probably yeah, right. Yeah, that's probably right. Or, <laughs> you need him and all. <laughs> nice. Okay, so last question. Yeah. Top three movies all time. Uh, A New Hope. Nice. Cabaret. And I'm trying to think of a third one. And Cabaret, is that with Liza Minnelli? Yeah. The, the 70s? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That, the whole... That's a great movie. Back and forth between the comedy, the club, and the and what was going on outside. Yeah, it was a good movie. And it, this would be a weird one. Schindler's List. Oh, really? That's not a weird one. That's no, like that's, an that's an great iconic. Movie. Yeah, it's yeah. a fantastic movie. I mean, it's hard to watch, but oh yeah, I mean that's not something like you can watch like every yeah. weekend. It's a it's a beautiful. You need movie to take now. you need to take some time. Yeah. But uh, science fiction, it's New Hope. Uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Oh, the yeah. whole trilogy, yeah. top three. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. If you're just talking science fiction. Maybe <laughs> Forbidden Planet because it was my first movie. <laughs> like, can't, get it, can't get it out of my head. <laughs> oh, THX 1138. Oh, I saw it in 1971. That was his experimental film, I think. Yeah, I saw it yeah. in UC. Nice. It was part of the Film Society. Holy cow. That's well, why, amazing. you know, it was in my wheelhouse when... Star Trek Star Wars came when around, Star yeah. Wars came in. Amazing. So. Well, Jim, one of the perks of doing an interview with us live is that we actually get to give all of our guests that we can see face-to-face live a gift. So I think you've noticed that our insignia is like a stick figure uh-huh. here. We do it on purpose. Um, well, we don't have any artists. We, we you, can't pay graphic <laughs> artists. So we thought it'd be funny to do, use our logo and, sure. and use it as a stick figure. So actually, every guest that we... Uh, that we have on here gets a stick figure, but normally they get a special one if we can actually. We just sit usually down. usually have to email it, but right. uh, since okay. you're here, right. this is actually extra special. So this is number one of one. Uh, a chew on this uh, stick figure um, <laughs> of you. I love that. That's, so because it's a yeah. podcast, you're going to have to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a Star Wars card, an original. With me, where'd you get that photograph? 
That's, that's well, a good you, one, right? Um, we internet stalked you. And, <laughs> a, and a uh, very original uh, stick figure of me holding a lightsaber in Boba Fett armor. With Chewie's sash. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like and, what, and only one hand. Yes, yeah, 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 that's right. That's great. That is terrific. And it only costs two forty nine. That's right. It was really hard Such to find deal. out. It's really hard to find. It was really hard to find the original pricing of some of the toys. Yeah. Because every time you put original pricing, it says like, "Oh, fifty thousand dollars loose figure." I'm like, Wait, that's, <laughs> no, not that's not what I want. <laughs> well, you know, back in the back when these were done, uh, you know, like an X wing costs fifteen dollars. Oh gosh, God. yeah. So like seventy nine dollars now. Retail, you, can't even, you can't even buy a black series figure for that now. No, no. So the A price like had to be. Bucks. We had to sell it wholesale for nine ninety nine. So oh my god! I think if I had a Delorean, I would go back and buy those toys. <laughs> like a hundred thousand. I'd buy like six hundred like Millennium Falcons. Yeah. Well, this is this will be a treasure, right? <laughs> There's only one in existence. Now, we didn't yeah, even know no, you were moving, so now you have something to hang up in your house. Yeah, no, it's yeah, going to go housewarming. I mean, it's going in my. Uh, is that the first time office. housewarming gift you got? Right now, yeah. yeah. We win. We win. No, it'll go in. It'll go along. So I've, I have a few treasures. That and you wanted want. to get him the ficus. <laughs> yeah. I just want to get him sent the candles. No, I, I, I have a the five hundred and first. Inducted me. Yeah. In, oh, cool. In, in the fall, so I'm an honorary member of the 501st, and it was the bluegrass, the the garrison in uh, Louisville, and one of their members made me a, Bo, a Boba Fett with my head on it in a, in a blister car. No oh, nice. way. Yeah. So this will go right there with them. That's that, awesome. It was. It's a beautiful. <laughs> it's just terrific. And they made up the card and the whole deal. It's. That's really fantastic. Funny. We try to purposely be bad, but it has to still look good. <laughs> yeah. No, it, no you can look at some of the flaws. You look really hard. <laughs> you look hard enough. <laughs> well, it is a stick figure. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of flaws. <laughs> Can't make it too good. Well, then I I'll give you a gift too. Ooh. I brought oh. gifts. I only have two. That's but it doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> there's what is your, this? It, did you bring sweat? Oh, this is cool. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. All right, now we have to describe it. We it's have a to, pen, yeah. and it says uh, the Toy Father. And, well, in the Godfather font. Yeah, in the Godfather font, and in and, and the puppeteer's string, it's an X-Wing. That's amazing. Yeah, that was a concept from a collector. Some guys that are doing a book. This is our first wag. I love this. This, this is fantastic. Yeah. I am, I'm going to cherish awesome. this. So, the toy fire. Very cool. Amazing. Jim, so. thank you so much, man. That was awesome. So You're welcome. Glad Thanks you for showing up. <laughs> All right. Well, that was episode uh, 184 of day one at Star Wars Celebration Chicago. I'm BJ. Until next time, folks, chew on that. Later. <laughs>